Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. Job, we appreciate his preparedness, his professionalism. It's new. Uh, welcome. <laughs> now, a couple of things. One, we're going to get to the injury of Otani last night, what it means moving forward but we should talk about the Arizona Cardinals who are waving the white flag. So earlier today, and one of the teams that we want to focus on before I say hi officially to the boys is the giants today. I'm higher on the giants than most. So we'll get into it. And they just traded wink. Martindale is going to be throwing a party tonight. They just traded for, you want to call him a linebacker. You want to call him a safety Isaiah Simmons, the stud out of Clemson who went to the worst organization possible coming out of college in Arizona. And Jared was just telling me they traded another player. You look at Arizona in the market right now, they're four and a half, a little juice, a dollar 20 to the under over at DraftKings. But that is a, that is a team boys. As I say, hi, officially, that is a team that is waving Jared, the white flag. Mm. Yeah. Josh Jones. The tackle started 11 games last year, get shipped to Houston. I, I do think that's not the best of news for Titus Howard, who I think has a hand or wrist injury in some capacity. That's the other tackle on the opposite of Laramie Tunsil there in Houston. That's going to be keeping CJ Stroud upright this year. So that's the other end of that deal is, is Houston obviously might need a little bit of tackle depth, but on, on the caboose end of this coin, I mean, Arizona, it's, it's truly remarkable. And I don't know what Kyler Murray must be thinking right now, because if I'm Kyler Murray and I'm rehabbing from an injury that I don't want to say is a serious injury for a quarterback, but it's, it's important that he comes back healthy, but we've seen quarterbacks come back from that injury before and, 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 and play pretty well. Um, but I would take my time because I just don't see a whole lot of upside with him rushing back and, and, and getting back into a situation that's obviously very poor. And it's pretty obvious to pretty much anyone who has eyeballs that follows the NFL, that the Cardinals are trying to get one of these quarterbacks at the top of the draft next year. And they're pretty hell bent on making sure their rosters bare bones so they can have the worst record in the league. Akin to what we saw with a new coach, new general manager, new regime in 2022 with the bears, rip it down, get some space heading into next year. You mentioned the word caboose that brings in the big guy. Dustin <laughs> Sweetelson was cracking. Oh, but I know. Just tell me something. Don't before you get into a cool, a cool uh, sports take. Cause that's what, how you like to impress people. You identify being a sports guy. <laughs> tell me something. Give me uplift my mood. So oh, this is not going to uplift you, but I realized this morning I am really getting old. A few things happen. No One, way. I've started making involuntary grunts and growls throughout the day based on like how my body feels like, like legit. Like I caught myself walking through the corridors of the South point And I was like, "Mm, do you talk to yourself? Like, are you, I I talk to myself all day long. Talk. Usually it's my dog that bears the brunt of it. But, and then second, I've started to kick. I forgot my sunglasses today on the way to work. I convinced myself on the drive in that, you know what? Transition lenses just kind of make sense. Like <laughs> you ever thought just, about contacts? They're efficient. Like transition lenses, they would just make my life a little bit easier. <laughs> okay. Now I guess I should quickly transition into oh. a sports take. Cause that was wild. Uh, let's talk what, before we get to the giants, just quickly, Isaiah Simmons. I know you and your friends were in the group text earlier today, fired up about the giants, adding the linebacker. Yeah. I mean, I was low on the Giants up until Mm. this morning, and it's very odd that a trade for uh, a failed 
hybrid safety linebacker in the NFL would get me fired up. But I got to tell you, we're, we're all down on the – everyone's saying, you know, the Giants, they they came out of nowhere last year. They had an easy schedule. A lot of luck went that their way. They're going to regress this year. And I think that statement would make sense if they were running it back. But this is a totally different look Giants team, especially on the offensive side of the football. There were no vertical threats a year ago. There was no one to stretch the field. We're going to break down the tank. Hold on. We're going to break down the tank. Can you just pump the brakes a little? I got a lot to get to over the next seven minutes. And you're about to go telestrator on me on the Giants. What's up? Well, you asked me about the. I had something canned for the Cardinals, and then you said the Giants, and I was like, no, well, no, no, I got to pivot. I asked you specifically, Isaiah Simmons, are you excited? <laughs> I'm excited. And you started I, breaking down the offense. I'm excited because I wanted the Giants <laughs> to draft him. That's what I wanted. Thank you. I wanted him to be drafted by the Giants. Now I'm getting him for next to nothing. That's, and I'm That's excited. That's a fact, for actually. You. Next to nothing. Sitting there at the South Point, we've got a Jets fan, we've got a Giants <laughs> fan, and big guy, I'm with you. Seven and a half. They're plus one sixty. Yes, to make the postseason over at DraftKings. We're gonna get into it. You're gonna have plenty of time to stretch out. Uh, a couple of things as we were leaving yesterday, Jonathan Taylor was granted permission uh, to seek a trade. I don't know if either of you have heard of teams that are inquiring. I did hear the Eagles are very interested. Anytime Roseman's down with something, it gets interesting because that is a very clever organization. Uh, anything else on Taylor quickly, mm. boys? I, that smells like a bit of a PR dump. For example, I don't think Jonathan Taylor's agent is calling teams asking to be traded. I think what, at least the way that I perceive the situation, I'm assuming that the Colts gave Jonathan Taylor's agent a list of the teams that they're talking to. And then the agent is going and talking to those teams about the contract renegotiation. I would be very surprised if Jonathan Taylor is negotiating his own trade terms um, through his representation. So I, I, it feels like we're going to get an outcome to this a lot sooner than anyone expected, because this is clearly picking up a lot of steam. Gainwell, Swift, Sermon, you and I have talked about we love the way they threw this backfield together in Philly. Are you here in Taylor to Philly? Uh, I think I read a couple of reports. I'll be completely honest. One of the people reporting it, I will not say their name. He tends to um, make a lot of stuff up on the Internet, and it gains a lot of traction. <laughs> and in, in NBA and NFL circles, most people who are connected tend to refute his reports immediately, but he's really okay. good at getting people to talk about his reports. He's it's called, we call okay. that clickbait, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm not, I actually think he's going to end up staying in Indy. I don't think they're going to get an offer that overwhelms. Wow. And, and I think Indy may end up actually using the negotiations as a way to find out what the market thinks and get him a number that makes sense for him that he could have gotten from another team. A happy ending. I don't in Indy. I don't hate that. A happy ending. Yeah. Dustin, for that sounds like ending. a happy ending to me right there. <laughs> the big guy. Uh, as we were leaving yesterday and closing out the show, also Sam Darnold was officially named QB2 in the Bay, San Francisco. Trey Lance, former number three overall pick. You know what's fascinating about this? So Lance was the number three overall pick. Darnold, draft before two, was the number three overall pick. And they're behind number 262, Mr. Irrelevant, <laughs> Brock Purdy. Also, you understand what the Miami Dolphins flipped that trade. Remember, San Francisco traded with the Dolphins to move up to grab Trey Lance. They, they flipped that move into Hill, Waddle, and Chubb. When it was all said and done, those three players, by way of the assets they acquired with the trade, they got Hill, they got Waddle, and they got Chubb. That's not bad, right? Yeah, I, I think all parties involved. And, and just going back, it's funny. I was looking at that 2020 draft with Isaiah Simmons. Remember, there was such a battle between him and Jeff Akuda to be the top, like, secondary kind of piece. Whoa. Both of those guys just completely. And it just it just goes to show you, and I, I think the Trey Lance situation is is another example of that. The assets that they give up, the talk before the draft. What do the Niners know about Trey Lance? Like, like, why is he being coveted in this way? Because a lot of conventional analysts said, well, he plays at North Dakota State, and we know nothing about him, and he barely has any experience. Why is he being valued like he's the Peyton Manning, you know, Andrew Luck of this draft, teams trading up to get him? And it just shows how volatile the top of these drafts can be and, and just how 
thin of a line it is with the player development trying to scout these guys and how wrong you can be on one guy and then right on someone else. Brock Purdy probably should have been drafted a little bit higher than the seventh round, the last pick. Trey Lance probably should have been drafted a little bit lower than being traded up for in the top five. Yep, 100%. Jerry, Judy, boys, as we just kind of open with a random grab bag, and then we'll get into the Giants. Jerry, Judy was carted off the field today at Broncos practice. That's the issue. Those wide receivers, every time we look at the depth chart of the Broncos, Dustin, we look at the wide receivers and we think whether it's Patrick or Judy or Sutton, we always think there's so much talent on the outside and there's always injuries. We don't have further diagnosis, but we do know that Judy carted off practice today. Not great. Yeah, Tim Patrick already lost for the year. Mm. I mean, this is, this is actually great for Russell Wilson because <laughs> now he has a built-in excuse for why he fails to live up to the expectations <laughs> again. Now he can say, well, last year was Nathaniel Hackett, and this year all of my receivers got hurt. I can't win with some of these guys you have me throwing the ball to. Kendall Hilton's like my wide receiver three now. He's got Cortland Sutton. Mims looks good, and Judy will be back. It's a hamstring, but I, I agree. It's it's not an ideal situation, especially for a new, let's call it guru in town, Sean Payton. We'll see exactly what impact he has on this offense, besides just running his mouth after practice. But I think it, it definitely isn't a. Even though you know the big fella did spin it in a very positive way, I don't know how much I can uh, you know add to that spin based off of their arguably best offensive player now being. Uh, carted off with what seems to be a soft tissue injury. And finally, we're going to focus on football today, but finally the newsboys last night torn UCLA for Shohei Otani. This just does so much. So the season's blown for the angels, but how about a guy? He's going to get shut down 304 batting average, 44 home runs, 314 ERA and 167 Ks. It's one of the great seasons. What are we? 126 games in Jared. One of the great seasons we've ever seen. Wonder what happens with free agency you know, the usage, he's going to be 30 years old. Sad to see last night as he was pulled. Yeah. And you know, we talked a little bit about it yesterday, but it's going to go down as one of the worst decisions perhaps in the history of sports business, not to trade him at the deadline and, and to, and to try to muster some kind of resistance to what has been a really uh, disappointing season. They also put Mike Trout on the IL last night. I mean, it's just, but that, that seems to be another recurring theme with the Otani thing. I, I do think, this will impact free agency because I, I would imagine a UCL, he's not going to pitch next year or most of Has next to. year. So it's going to change things a little bit in the offseason. And I forced Dustin Sweetelson to watch the Messi assist while I was on the <laughs> phone with him today from the Open Cup yesterday. And you were impressed. Yes, big guy? It was pretty impressive, but I think it's like me playing against a bunch of nine-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take a deep breath because it's your time to shine. The Giants are next here on Sharp Money. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like... Ah, being transported to a tropical island retreat. 
imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to the VEASAN.com slash picks page. So what is this? This is where we kind of list our top experts. Who's hot? You can tail them. Who's not? You can fade them. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, 24-7 video access. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up for 19 bucks. Now that's going to get you a month. I promise you, you're going to want to extend. Just go 199 bucks for the full year through the Super Bowl. VSIN.com slash subscribe. Jared Smith, Dustin Sweetelson. This is Sharp Money. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Cornbread. All right. So let me do this quickly. Matt Derry, Locked On Lions podcast host at Derry Speaks on Twitter. I always start the conversation like this. Whatever this career has turned into, and mostly it's been a disaster, I owe it all in part to this guy that's going to join us now. His name is Matt Derry. Uh, 99, circa 99, 2000, Detroit, Michigan, downtown, WDFN with the stick. Matt Derry was there, and he was my mentor, and I'm always thrilled to reconnect. We say hi to the diesel, Matt Derry. Hi, diesel. P. Diddy, a couple shout-outs before we begin. Uh, the best in the business, Albert Dale, says to say hello back here in Detroit. And also the Royal Royal Coney Express. That was your jam back in Madison Heights back in the day. I know you miss those Coney dogs, but it's great to uh, talk to you, Dustin, Jared, the whole crew, and uh, talk some Lions, man. Can you believe this? No, I'm, I'm thrilled to see you. Glad the family's healthy and good. Let's discuss, because it's frustrating. When you see... You know, shout to our girl Kay Adams, and you she and you see the NFL Network peeps deriding to put it nicely. This Lions wow. team coming into the year. I mean, w- let's be fair. I, like, do you want to start with the history? Maybe we could start there. So, full disclosure before we kind of delve why, why into this year. Why are you pressing but, that button? Because we have to. Now, I will. Okay. I will start here. Matt Derry is a Cleveland guy that's now been in Detroit for 25, 28 years. So he is mm-hmm. through and through Honolulu blue and silver. But why don't we set this up? why it's such an anomaly that the lions are being jocked heading into a season. When we're talking about a franchise that's won one playoff game since 1957, the floor is yours, Derry. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'll say this fellas and Patrick knows it. I mean, you're right. The prime example was the second day of training camp when Chauncey Gardner Johnson, their big free agent signee. And really it was a coup to get him goes down, holding his leg and has to be carted off. And you're thinking, Oh my gosh, and Patrick knows this term, it's SOL again. It's same old Lions. They're just going to, you know, something's going to happen like that. Turned out it was a minor injury. He's been back in the field, and he's been fantastic. But, yes, the history is not on their side. And for the first time, and Patrick, I wish you'd come home uh, and, and, and feel this, for the first time and who knows how long. Yes, they've had playoff teams. Jim Schwartz had playoff teams. Bobby Ross had playoff teams. Your boy, Wayne Fonts, had playoff teams. Jim Caldwell took teams to the playoffs, but the feeling in this city right now about this particular team. And the fact of the matter is, and I, I watch your show. The NFC is bad. The lions have a chance here to win 10, 11 games and maybe win a playoff game. And the fans believe here, many of the experts believe this is the best team in the NFC North. And I I happen to agree. I'm not saying they're world beaters, but look at the competition. I think this is their year to do it. Yeah, I think okay. there's no question. Oh, Can sorry. I ask you a question, Jerry? Yeah. Oh, before, absolutely. Before you get into your analysis of this year's team, because we're, I'm, we're so close to it, Matt and I, that we don't really have a gauge. As somebody <laughs> that grew up in New York, can you give us your perception growing up of the Detroit Lions? I'd love to hear it. Not great. I mean, and, and, and I grew up in a time when I was just getting into football, my formative years, let's call it the mid to late 90s, uh, there were some good Lions teams, right? I remember the Herman Moore years, very good offenses. And, of course, I was a little young for Barry Sanders. Um, but I caught the back end of that. But that's where I kind of you know, gravitate the analysis towards. I have no 
debate at all that this offense is going to be legit. I love Ben Johnson. The offensive line might be one of the best in football. Say what you want about Jared Goff. He could be a punchline sometimes, but I think the synergy with him and Ben Johnson and the weapons that they have, I love what they did in the draft with Jameer Gibbs. I think that's kind of a missing piece, kind of the cherry on top to what should be a very productive offense. The questions are all on the other side of the ball. Aaron Glenn now the defensive coordinator and growing up in New York as a Jets fan, watching Aaron Glenn get toasted in man coverage uh, schemes throughout my childhood. He's taken that kind of boomer bust mentality to the lions. They play a ton of man coverage and they're not a great secondary. Well, they've tried to address that. You mentioned Gardner Johnson. They also brought in Cam yeah. Sutton. So I mm-hmm. think, I think the secondary will be better this year. I like what I saw up front last year, especially from Hutchinson. I think they've got some pieces that can contend the question is, can this secondary hold up in what, you're right, is a bad NFC and a, I would say, weaker NFC North. But it's all on the defensive side of the ball for me, Matt. Uh, I, I think Jerry brings up some good points. Uh, the secondary is much improved. And I want you guys to circle a name, and that's Brian Branch, who the Lions traded up to get at number 45 in the second round. He has been fantastic. Now, again, it's training camp in the preseason. How many times, and Patrick knows this, dating back to Kez McCorvey and Miles Masick mm. and Johnny Johnson, <laughs> all these stars, mm. all these stars from the preseason that never amounted to anything in that Honolulu blue and silver. But Brian Branch is real. He's he's really good. You throw Chauncey Gardner Johnson in the mix. You mentioned Cam Sutton, uh, Tracy Walker, and Kirby Joseph. There is some depth in that secondary, both the corner and second and safety spots. To me, Aiden Hutchinson has to take that next step get to the quarterback even more. They've got some nice pieces on the edge, James Houston, Charles Harris, Romeo Quara. So the defense is going to be better. It, it was really bad the first seven, eight weeks last year. So much so that, as I like to call him, future head coach Aaron Glenn uh, was on the hot seat. And then they improved. They won eight of their last 10. And they really got after, if you guys remember, in week 18, they got after Aaron Rodgers and won that game with their defense. So um, that 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 is an improvement there. A little worried about the kicking game, especially at, at place kicker. No problem with Jack Fox, their punter. We'll see about that. And as Jared said, their offense is really, really good. The question is, uh, will the Gibbs and Montgomery duo be better than what Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift gave them last year? And I think I think they can end up doing that. Locked on Lions is the podcast. Matt Derry is the host. We're talking the Lions, of course, with Matt. Okay, well, we buried the lead. Let's talk about the head coach. You're you're a good judge of character. You're a good judge of human. Let's talk Dan Campbell, who's become like a cult figure. In game, he's a freaking disaster. We can start there, no? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. And Patrick, you're not wrong, especially in the first half of last year. That Minnesota game on the road. You have an injured Oof. kicker in Austin Seibert, and you elect to kick a 49-yard field goal after you had gone for it on fourth down all game. And then that led to a short field for Cousins, and Minnesota wins that game. And it probably kept the Lions out of the playoffs last year, that bad loss, which Campbell at least afterwards admitted, I messed up. Uh, as the season wore on, some very good play calls. He gets a lot of help from Ben Johnson, his OC. His defensive coordinator is good, like you said, with Aaron Glenn, I think is better. And he's got a good special teams coordinator. He's got a good staff around him, Patrick. So that helps. The question I think you bring up is very valid in these tight games. Week one, Lions Chiefs primetime Thursday night in front of everybody. Is he going to do the Dan Campbell fourth and four gamble at his own 30? Give Mahomes a short field if it doesn't work. And then are we all going to be questioning it on Friday morning? That's the question. We, we, we know what he's done for the culture, the locker room, the city. He is the most popular sports figure probably in Detroit right now. Question is, you're right. Those decisions late in games, those fourth down calls, is he a gambler where it comes back to bite him or, or is it smart and concise and precise and, and, and they get the job done. Has he been anti-analytics with a lot of those decisions? Because a lot of these coaches these days, they have either someone in the booth or someone near them that has basically a list of plus EV moments to go and not go and all of those decisions based off of the outcome of the game. I see the, uh, the uh, probabilities pop up on some social media feeds throughout the course of an NFL Sunday. Oh, they should have went here. They should have punted, et cetera. It is, it, he seems like an old school guy. You, you, you know him a little bit better. The analytics based decision-making process. That's just not something he's interested in. No, I think it's a mix of both. I mean, when, when you think about analytics in the NFL, I always kind of refer to my guy, Cleve T.A., yeah. who I think does a great job with it. And uh, uh, I know T.A. loves when Dan Campbell does go for those fourth downs 
on the opposing team's 40 or 35 and not kicking those long field goals. And a lot of those worked last year, especially with the Ben Johnson play calls, the utilization of the tight end. Remember that fourth down call in New York against your Jets when when uh, uh, Brock Tober, Brock Wright, roamed free for 70 yards. That was a great play call. But the question is, does he just go completely against the analytics on when he's in his own, you know, when he's in his own 2025 20, going for it on fourth and five with a short field? I think it's a mix. I, I don't think he's anti, and I don't think I do think there's some old school there too. But I do know that he listens to his his coaches and everybody upstairs. It's a collaborative effort with that staff, no matter what it is, analytics or not. Expectations are wild. Put it this way: when I go, I went home last month. And my stepfather who worked at Ford, my own father who worked at the post office, like these dudes treat Dan Campbell like he's Taylor Swift. <laughs> like, I mean, like they freaking ride for Dan Campbell. So it'll be interesting. The expectations are there. You mentioned pretty short plus 140 in division, nine and a half on the regular season win total, conference 11 to 1, 22 to 1. As far as the Super Bowl, we're not done with Matt Derry. Locked on Lions is the podcast. It's the best on in the business. We're coming back. Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, Jared Smith sitting in. We appreciate him. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. This is VSN, the sports betting network. And speaking of which, I'd say our biggest addition this football season was just announced. Sean Green is going to join us and his show sports gambling podcast live is going to be on live from circa right here on V coming up 9 PM Pacific. So 9 PM Pacific, and it's going to take three hours of Sean's time, but it's going to be worth it. And we say hi to Sean Green, our new V host. Congratulations to you, Sean. We're excited about the new show. Oh, thanks, man. I'm super stoked. I mean, it's still, uh, I mean, I'm getting paid to come out in Vegas and hang out in a <laughs> casino and, and talk about betting on NFL. Oh, don't twist my arm. Uh, yeah, no, super excited. Uh, it's a great time slot and uh, yeah, man, can't wait. The idea of coming out to Vegas, we should start there because you're not native to Vegas. I believe you're traveling from Philly. Can you give us the logistics behind doing the show live from Vegas? Well, you know, I, I actually uh, live out in LA. Uh, it, it, I don't, uh, you know, I, I get confused with the guy who lives in Philly a lot because I completely, <laughs> you know, all I do is talk about the Eagles and Philly sports. Yes. So uh, don't worry. A lot of people make that same mistake. So coming out from LA, the flight, you know, like 45 minutes Burbank on Southwest, uh, yeah. And, and just coming out every Friday night, it's going to be awesome. Love it. All right. So I guess you just gave us a perfect place to start. Um, the NFC East, no surprise. And, and by the way, we got your sheet from, uh, Dustin last night of all your picks. And this is very helpful to me because it gives me a <laughs> glimpse into your degenerate brain, but keeping it pretty simple in the NFC East, the chalk should win the division in this case, your Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, you know, uh, again, I, everyone brings up that stat of like, hey, the last time uh, a team won the NFC East back to back years, it was all the way in 2004. It was the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, it was when they had a really good run with a very good defense, Donovan McNabb, Andy Reid. And I, I kind of see a similar situation here currently in Philly. Nick Sirianni, very uh, optimistic of what I've seen him coaching. And Jalen Hurts, I mean, if, if there's one guy who can take a Super Bowl loss, use it as motivation. Like he literally turned the confetti into his cell phone background. Like that's how driven this guy is. If, if there's one guy who can kind of handle that and um, you know, exceed the expectations and, and win the division. Once again, I think it is Jalen hurts again. Why are the Eagles good? Why have they been good historically? It's because they build in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line. They were able to add Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter in this year's draft, uh, you know, a defensive line that led the league in sacks last year. So it's, uh, you know, I'm an Eagles fan. I'm always going to be high on them, but I think they're going to be able to hang certainly in the division. Mm. Let's talk rest of your expectations for the East. The Cowboys are sitting 10 and a half. The giants we discussed earlier, Sean are sitting seven and a half. The commander six and a half. Let's go overview on the NFC East, your expectations. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Cowboys, they've been a regular season darling, right? They keep running into the San Francisco 49ers there. I mean, I, to me, probably the most interesting team in the division right now is the Commanders, right? Because it, it feels like almost a transition year with the Commanders. I was kind of lower on them. I think, you know, 6 and 11 could be could be what they end up. It does feel like they're just waiting to fire Ron Rivera. They have Eric Bieniemy like warming up in the background <laughs> there behind him. But then <laughs> Yeah, you know, like they brought him in. Why? Why, if you're Eric Bieniemy, why do you go there? Oh, because they're probably going to fire Ron Rivera. I mean, Eric Bieniemy knows how to look up first coach fired odds. He's probably <laughs> sitting there looking his shop. So I think, I think it's going to be a tough transition year for them. Uh, but they do have a very good defensive line. I mean, you know, McLaurin and Dotson uh, are pretty good. I mean, I think where they surprise obviously is with Sam Howell. Now we saw a little bit of Sam Howell in that Monday night preseason game, which felt like a regular season game. Uh, so if we can see that version. Of Sam Howe, that you know, they could be a uh, nice long shot team in the NFC because they have a you know a decent roster around him, but still a ton of question marks at the quarterback. I think for the for the Giants, uh, I, I think the big concern for them is Daniel Jones. Like, can you meet the expectations once again? I know they're going to try and push the ball downfield more. Drafted Jalen Hyatt, uh, and, and in general Darren Waller. Like again, Darren Waller's health. Can he stay healthy? He's had two years where he was healthy and very productive. The rest of his NFL career just haven't seen much. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Dable does with expectations coming in uh, for the season. And then and then closing out with the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys, they're always an interesting regular season team, like I pointed out, but um, you know, losing Kellen Moore as an Eagles fan, when they got rid of Kellen Moore, I was excited. I'm like, all right, no <laughs> Kellen Moore, a guy who's I, I love how Mike McCarthy was upset. All he wants to do is put up points. Uh, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do in the modern <laughs> NFL. I just keep coming back to the idea of, oh, hey, we had really, uh, we had a lot of trouble succeeding in the playoffs. I know what we're going to do. Call a Schottenheimer. Bring in a Schottenheimer. <laughs> that will get us some playoff success. So I think in the regular season, I'm most worried about the Cowboys uh, there. But yeah, I, I, I still think it's the Eagles' division to win. I love how you frame that because I, I do that a lot during games when I'm on the other side of a team and that team, let's say, decides to go for it on fourth down. I'm like, ah, I really wish they would have punted. Or when they punt, I'm like, oh, thank goodness they're punting. You always want, if you're the team, you you always want your opponent to not be excited about whatever decisions you make. In this case, <laughs> yeah. Eagles fans, very happy to see Kellen Moore leaving the division, I think frames that perfectly. And on the Ron Rivera side, to me, the biggest indicator that he's not prepared for this season, fourth and goal at the three-yard line the other night. It's the preseason. Let your rookie or not rookie, but first year starting quarterback get a high leverage rep uh, along the goal line. No, they kick a 21 yard field goal. That's great. All right. Let, let's go to the other uh, Eastern division in the AFC. And, and I came on your guys podcast a couple weeks ago, and I'm very skeptical that there's expectations surrounding my jets because I'm not used to that, but <laughs> you're not scared of those expectations. You think gangrene's going to win the division this year. Yeah, no, I got the New York Jets winning the division. Maybe I'm following, you know, I'm falling for that hard knocks uh, love there. To me, and and we had you on our podcast and we were talking about it. It's just like, can the line stay healthy for the Jets yeah. right now? And right now, the Jets' offensive line is healthy. I mean, they had the offensive and defensive rookie of the year, and then upgraded from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers. And they might have had the other offensive rookie of the year in Brees Hall, but he got he blew out his ACL. Now he's back healthy. You know, they brought in David Cook, which, you know, paying a running back late in his career, probably not like a great long-term plan, but you're on a you're on a short leash. You know what I mean? It's like this year, maybe next year with Aaron Rodgers. If that doesn't work, blow the whole thing up. Um, and I think it's kind of a fade of other stuff going on in the division. I, I mean, Josh Allen, uh, you know, my, my co-host Ryan, who's a uh, huge giants fan keeps harping on the fact that the bills and Josh Allen haven't been the same without Brian Dable. And it's hard to disagree. Uh, Cause he's a, he's a guy that looks like he's starting to force the ball a little bit. It feels like the pressure may be getting to him a little bit of the drama there with Stefan Diggs, And then, you know, going back to Miami, I, it, it seems like, Hey, is two are going to stay healthy. Obviously that's the big question there. Um, but to me, it's, it's the New York jets right now. Now I know it is scary as a jets fan jets <laughs> with expectations. It's just to me. And, and uh, I, I don't mean to, you know, totally disappoint you, Jared, but the most jetsy and outcome is dominate in the regular season, 100%. get that one seed and then crushing loss at, yes. at home week one in the playoffs Yep. or even they get the like the Jaguars or something like that's yes. Yeah, yeah. That's the Jag season in a nutshell. Absolutely.
Nailed it. Sean Green, Feast and Host, the new show, Sports Gambling Podcast, live from Circa every Friday night. Thrilled to have Sean part of the team. Let's stick with the division uh, because you, I don't know if you're down on the Dolphins who are sitting nine and a half in the market as well, but long shot, Dolphins, fewest wins at 90 to one here. Yeah, you know, again, uh, shout out to uh, uh, DraftKings there, giving us these crazy, uh, crazy bets because I do think the the floor is super low for this Dolphins team. Like when we actually walk through the schedule, you know, I had them slightly above average, but I do think again coming back to Tua. I mean, Mike White uh, is is dealing with a concussion. I don't know what the heck's going on down there in Miami, but the floor is really low for this Dolphins team. I know Tua is practicing his judo uh, to help him <laughs> avoid, uh, you know, <laughs> we had a, we had a great Photoshop going of just uh, to his head. That must've been so weird for people. Cause you know, those karate studios, they have the glass wall. Someone walks by and they're like, wait, is that, <laughs> is that a uh, Tua over there wearing an orange belt? What's going on here? I think the floor is really low. So if you tell me, Hey, Mike white gets banged up Tua gets banged up. I realize they have good skill position players around him and, and, and the addition of Fangio again, like there's already a couple signs. Oh, Jalen Ramsey, they bring in him. He's already hurt. So I think there's a, there's a world where it dominoes again, it's 90 to one for a reason, but I think there's a world where it dominoes and this, this Dolphins team being in a tough division, having a tough schedule just really hits the wall pretty bad. Yeah, there's no Ryan Fitzpatrick or anyone that's going to save this Dolphins team. If, uh, if, if Tua goes down, um, I, I think the biggest eye-opening pick on your sheet that you sent us. Um, actually, there's really two of them, but I'll, I'll, I'll focus on this one because I'm fascinating, fascinated to hear your reasoning on why the Tampa Bay Bucks are going to win the NFC South this year. Yeah. So again, this to me is why not take the long shot here in a division that to me is completely up for grabs. I don't, and I just don't think the New Orleans Saints deserve to be such a favorite right there. And there's a there is still a bunch of talent on this Tampa Bay Bucks team. Now I think this could be them winning the division with an eight and nine record, with a nine and eight <laughs> record. Like we've seen this all the time where there's there's teams where it's like, oh man, there's not one good team in this division. I, I just have a feeling where we're gonna go, can you believe the Tampa Bay Bucks are hosting a playoff game? Like, what's going on? And then they have the argument of like, they gotta change the playoff rules. It is a catastrophe that a team that's below 500 is hosting a playoff game. I I, I see the scenario there. <laughs> Obviously you're investing in Baker Mayfield to win the division, but you know, you put Baker in the right scenario. You give him Mike Evans, you give him Chris Godwin. Uh, I think their offensive line is defense and they, they have playmakers on the defensive side. Like um, I liked what they did in the draft. I just, to me, this division seems completely up for grabs. Why not take the long shot? Every NFL Friday, this season sports gambling podcast live the host Sean Green joins us here on Sharp Money. When we return, Sean's going to keep going. AFC North, he's got a surprise division winner and a surprise lock as far as a regular season win total. More with Sean next. Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers... 
Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, legendary sports better Billy Walters recently sat down with Brent Musburger to discuss his new book, Gambler, Secrets from a Life at Risk. Now for a limited time, get a free copy of Billy's new book when you become a VSIN Pro Annual subscriber. Just sign up for a new Pro Annual subscription, and when you do, use the code Billy, B-I-L-L-Y. You get an entire year of VSIN Pro access to our daily best bet season prep, the guides, 24-7 video All you have to do is use that code Billy, and when you do, you're going to get a free book and a free copy. Copies are limited, so sign up. vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, got you back here. Jared Smith, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. This is Sharp Money. Great stuff with Sean. Now we transition. Let's go talk to our buddy, John Middlecoff. Does a great job. Former NFL scout. He's part of the Volume Podcast Network. Three and Out Podcast does a great job with that. At John Middlecoff on Twitter, of course, Worked under Andy Reid, Howie Roseman, and Philly, and John joins us now. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, John? Nice to talk to you again. Uh, let's start with Philly, then we'll circle back to your area, the Bay. Uh, any truth to the rumors that have been floating, potentially Jonathan Taylor, or do you think that's nonsense? Yeah, I have a hard time. I actually think it would never happen if they have to trade and then pay him. Now, if Howie and the Eagles can get Jonathan Taylor, let's say like a second or even, you know, a third and a future second or however they would structure the trade without having to extend them and just be like, we'll play it out, we're in win-now mode, I think they would do it. But I have a hard time thinking they will do the trade and pay, which is essentially this whole holdout and him kind of bitching and moaning is over that, right? He wants the money, so... I think the complicated thing, I was listening to Lombardi's pod, I know he's a decent guy, and he was right. Like, I think a lot of teams would be interested, you know, especially that are in the, the win now, right on the cusp, there's seven, eight teams that would just say, screw it, you know, a second or third round pick for the guy to play on his million-dollar salary, give or take, you know, whatever his salary is this year, it's not that high. But usually, right, historically, when you trade for a premium player, Khalil Mack, Jalen Ramsey, last year the receivers, the expectation is for them to get paid right away. And that's where, listen, these running backs can say whatever they want, but for those of us that are junkies that are watching some of these preseason games, you see like every other game, an undrafted free agent, a six-round pick, like, oh, that guy looks pretty good. And he, that, those guys are going to play. So I, I, I have a hard time, like even last year with the Niners when they traded for McCaffrey, they just – inherited the salary. They didn't have to give him the $30, $40 million signing bonus. So it it was, he was under a cost-controlled contract. And I I think that's what really complicates this situation. The other thing is, usually when you make a big deal about getting paid, let's use the three receivers last year, Debo, uh, DK, and A.J. Brown. They were all coming off big-time seasons, right? DK had had an unreal three years. I think he might have, like, set records for how many touchdowns they scored. A.J. was obviously a star, and Debo literally carried the team to the playoffs. So, like, part of a contract negotiation, whether it be in our jobs, whether it be in the NFL, is, like, do you have a lot of positive momentum and leverage and and a place to kind of argue from? Well, in Jonathan Taylor's place, right, where his kind of leverage, bad season because he was injured, and now technically is he still injured? You know, so it's it's a pretty complicated situation that I have a hard time seeing any team – doing the trade and breaking the guy off. Yeah, it's it's dire straits. That 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 running back situation in general league wide. I mean, it it this 
offseason, I think it really, and it's been trending this way for a while, John, but I think this offseason, it really pushed it to a head. Um, no such running back problems or, or really, frankly, any talent problems with the Niners. I, I think it's fair to say they have the most talented roster in the league. The odds are telling us they are the second best team in the NFC, but that's a very unique part for a team to be in with the quarterback questions that they have. And it's not that there's questions. It's just Brock Purdy's coming off an injury and there's a lot of, I guess, uncertainty with his health status. Can you shine some light on just how healthy and how fresh Brock looks during the preseason uh, training camp process? Yeah, I mean, I haven't been to any of the practices. I just watched the game. I know a lot of people that have been going. I mean, I, I think he's just a good player. And, and relative to his competition, which, you know, two guys were drafted over the last couple of years. He's just a lot better than Trey Lance. And Kyle's the one telling you that. I mean, it, it's just like that's just a fact inside the building. And the players, the other thing that makes the Niners unique, right, is they're the only Super Bowl contender of the top, however many, if we would include five or six teams. Even, say, the Cowboys, like Dak Prescott is a franchise quarterback, a flawed one, but, like, he's a legitimate franchise quarterback. Then you got the AFC team. The Niners have a question mark there. But they have star Hall of Fame level players at other positions. If they thought, like let's say Trey was getting screwed, they would probably say something. And if they thought Brock wasn't that good, they definitely would have said something. Instead, it's been the opposite. They never really support Trey as like he should be our quarterback. And they went above and beyond last year in all off season about Brock Purdy. So I, when you get great players, and I think the Eagles were a good example of this a couple of years ago. Like, their star guy, Jason Kelsey is going to go to the Hall of Fame. He immediately wrapped his arm around Jalen Hurts. Like, sometimes, you know, high-level 10, 12, 15-year vets are pretty incredible scouts because they've seen it all. And I think sometimes you have to either listen to what they're saying or what they're not saying. So, yeah, I think the 49ers definitely benefit from the NFC, which is not as good. But I I think Purdy, you know, I would have questioned this 12 months ago, but – I feel a lot better about, you know, the going into a group or going into a season, uh, you know, assuming let's just say they trade Trey Lance for peanuts over the next week with Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold, given the team and the head coach slash play caller they have. John Middlecoff here, Sharp Money. So the Niners in the West are a $1.60 favorite. The Seahawks are your second betting favorite. Are you high on the Seahawks or are you down on the team? Well, I'm high in the sense that clearly they're very talented, and they had an awesome draft because they benefited from the Russell Wilson trade. The only question I would have is if you just look at the history of the league. Now, it's hard, right, because comparing something in the 80s and 90s from a quarterback standpoint to now, it's a lot different. There's less violence. More quarterbacks can just be capable than back in the day. Uh, It's easier to play quarterback. You throw more now in college. But how many guys like Geno Smith – just resurrect their career and just rattle off like four or five years at a high level. Like Rich Gannon's kind of an outlier, a guy that truly had his career renaissance in his 30s. Right? Even Kurt Warner, it was weird how he got there, but he was playing by his 20. So is Geno just going to be a yearly 30 to 35 touchdown guy? Because if he is, then yes, Seattle's got a chance to compete with the 49ers, assuming I know right now they got some injuries, right, in Jigba's hurt. Uh, every time I look up, like every other day, it feels like one of their running backs gets banged up in practice. But their roster, I mean, last year they crushed the draft with a couple offensive linemen, which was always the question mark. you got to give Pete a lot of credit because I don't know where you guys stood, but when they made the trade, assuming that Russell was going to be good, I'm like, the Seattle's going to look terrible in this. Right? You trade a Hall of Fame quarterback, and it was the opposite. And it still feels like the opposite. Like, I, I bet Seattle's better in Denver, and, and Pete doesn't just look good. He looks kind of like a genius. You know, they, they were ahead of the curve. They, they sold high on a guy that, you know, what could the Denver Broncos trade Russell Wilson for right now? At most, like a third-round pick. Like they, they couldn't get much. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think the culture there, the talent they have, the question mark is just simply, Gino, is he just, is he just a guy that you pencil in as a Pro Bowl-level player moving forward? Because if he is, Right, he'd be an it'd be an all time outlier quarterback situation in league history. Yeah, and we we saw the regression at the end of last year, John. Right, the first nine games, seventy three percent completion rate. They were six and three. Last eight games, six dropped to sixty six percent, and they were three and five. Now he did lead the league in completion percentage, but he also was uh, a second in turnover worthy plays. So I, I think there's 
some neutrality to Geno's season. It was a fantastic season by his standards, but I, I think the regression is 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 normal. Um, it, any any hope that the Rams turn things around and 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 kind of rebuild things this year? Um, obviously, the quarterback situation is, I, I think, the biggest question with Stafford. But the defense seems to be young and 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 forming some kind of a core. But overall, I think the Rams are, are kind of a question mark to the bearish side this year. Yeah, I mean, let, let me preface this by saying I, I think Sean McVay, I mean, I don't think I'm alone. He's a stud. Like, he's a big-time coach. Yeah. But I think they're going to be terrible. I, I think they're going to be really bad, mainly because remember a couple years ago when Kevin Durant left the Warriors – and then, like, Steph got hurt and Clay was hurt, and they won, like, 15 games, and they were drafting, like, I think they drafted second. The Rams are built a lot like an NBA team, right? They got three guys that account for, like, the majority of their salary cap is Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald. And even if Aaron Donald does not miss a game, I, I don't care if you got prime J.J. Watt or prime LT. If, other, if your quarterback gets injured, which Stafford now is definitely injury-prone, and Cooper Cup now got hurt last year. He got hurt in this training camp. Like, he had a lot of wear and tear on his body that if those guys go down, they're just screwed. And we saw it last year. You just immediately lose every week. I don't care how hard Aaron Donald plays. I don't care how good McVay is. The division is good. I mean, the Niners and Seattle feel like locked playoff teams. And even if Arizona is like a three-win team, like, usually, like, divisional games, weird stuff happens. So, yeah, I, I, I am... I'm down on L.A. this season, which I think big picture would be incredible if they had another season like they did last year. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, Yeah. And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.